Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. And Chelsea Stark. Hello. Welcome, welcome. It is a beautiful sunny day in August. It is finally kind of cooling down, I think. And I might be receiving a smoke detector for my apartment today. Did you not have one? We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> More importantly, we have some fun, uh, very Nintendo-centric. We have a Nintendo show today. It's basically what's happening. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mario Kart 8 and about Mario Maker. But also, uh, we're going to continue delving into Fire Emblem houses because Chelsea is ready Fire Emblem Three Houses. Just Fire Emblem Houses. <laughs> Look, I just want to talk about the fucking houses, Allegra. Is that too much to ask? No. I'm, three Houses. I'm sorry. Because Chelsea has, has uh, something to weigh in on. Uh, let's get to it, baby. Baby. So I don't have a, 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 a game to talk about this week, y'all. I don't have a game to talk about. You know why? Hmm. I've broken my body again. <laughs> What's Surprise. wrong with you? My wrists are fine. Now it's my shoulder. And I don't freaking know why. And it's making me real mad. So where does it hurt in your shoulder? It hurts uh, along the right side of my neck and down through like across like along the the back of my shoulder. Yeah. You know what you need to do is row, unfortunately, and do a lot of these exercises. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Chelsea true. just did a rowing gesture oh, where she reached in front of herself and then pulled Pull her back. Chelsea back. does CrossFit now. She knows. <gasps> uh, oh, my I, God. I did do CrossFit. I don't know if I'm going to continue. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, it, it why is, not? Because it is so, we're all doing rowing motions. This is very good <laughs> audio. Uh, it is too intense for me. Basically, the last time I went, they were like, okay, hold yourself entirely above, you know, just hold yourself on this metal bar above the ground, like s- several feet above the ground, and do like pelvic thrusts essentially, like move the full bottom of your body forward and back. And I'm like, I can barely hold myself on the bar for like, oh my god, for like five seconds. And you want me to just continue and then also keep raising your knees to your chest no. and then see if you can raise them higher than that. And I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I can't even imagine what that is. Just that just like flipping your feet above your head. Yeah. Some people flip their feet above their head and then people were doing this and I was like, I hate this. I maybe I don't like doing things that I'm like entirely trash at and it was a little intimidating and it, but it was mm-hmm. also like my hands hurt. Yeah. I kept I kept like finishing the experience and being like my body is hurting in ways that should not so chelsea knows a lot about physical pain right now well Yay. i was i was actually saying i have a chronic shoulder i've always had problems with my left shoulder mm-hmm. um in a very similar way and what i found the most effective is doing doing kinds of rowing exercises also just doing a nice stretch where you hold get put your body against a wall and put your hands up mm. in kind of a weird what is this pose? What would you ha- describe the pose I'm doing? I would describe it as hands up. <laughs> Just like, like doing uh, hands up, but having like a your cactus or something. Yeah, making oh, a cactus. Pushing your shoulder blades together. Putting, at the same pushing time. your shoulder blades and making sure your hands and shoulders are flush against the wall. Okay. So you're strengthening those muscles back there. This makes Ooh. sense. Because you have yeah. what you know we call computer crouch. <laughs> computer crouch. Yeah, and it's been very <laughs> annoying because like I, I know for one thing, I can't stop using the computer because I have to do my job. But it then does mean that, like, when I go home, I'm like, well, crap. What I want to do is relax and play, like, continue Assassin's Creed Trophy Quest. And I can't because that would be irresponsible. Um, and this pain is distracting to the point of preventing me from enjoying my life, 
mm-hmm. unlike the arm pain, which really only happened like intermittently. <laughs> Dude, this, so it's annoying. It's really hard. And shoulder pain sucks a lot. And I would just, yeah, recommend even you can even get elastic bands that you could loop around a door or something and just do these kind oh, of yeah, arm smart. stretches. That's really smart. Because smart, yeah. oh, I had so much I've had so much shoulder pain, I kind of always have to fight through it and yeah. keep remembering to do exercises. This is helpful because yesterday I went to <laughs> a running class. Um, oh, God. Did a two-a-day workout, you know. Listen, and- gamers and movie <laughs> watchers and TV fans, I know this is supposed to be an entertainment podcast, but guess what? Part of being entertaining, entertained is being fit. Exactly. So that's why this is happening. So <laughs> it's helpful to hear this because my left shoulder has been bothering me today. Mm-hmm. So what? Oh, because when I run, I have scoliosis. So when I run, like it really bothers my back, and especially like where my where the spine curves <laughs> more toward, um, which I believe is spine suck. Yeah, which I believe is the left, and my curve is like you know toward the spine Mm -hmm. or sorry toward the shoulder so it really really hurts but when you're taking a running class you can't stop running you can't stop running it was really fun though that sounds awful that sounds like if if you were going to make me do exercise for an hour running class would be the last thing I'd want to do yeah it sounded like it would be miserable and I was like why did I let my roommate talk me into this but then I went and I was like this is so fun and then when I got off the treadmill an hour later I was like oh my god my shoulder hurts <laughs> but it was great because you could like control how fast you were going, and I mean I was going, I was going fast, but <laughs> it was really fun. Running is fun, hey. but don't do that while your shoulder hurts. Um, yeah, don't worry, I'm not at risk of running. But well, speaking of things that are difficult and a little annoying, or maybe a lot annoying. Chelsea, uh, you had a chance to uh, check out Fire Emblem Three Houses, but um, uh, what's your issue with it? The text is too small. It's so we were small. having this conversation off mic last week. We were, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to install it anyway. I'm going to pay sixty dollars, sixty Amer, I guess sixty five dollars with tax, uh. and buy this game because all of my coworkers are playing it, and you know the switch. It's portable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that text is like freaking tiny. And also, uh, I find the contrast kind of annoying because it's like beige background with brown letters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so like the tutorial menus specifically, that was, I was like, the dialogue, a little small. The tutorial menus, I was like, I actually literally can't read this. That I mean, sucks. it does. Admittedly, my vision is worse than most people's. And I find I actually find it kind of annoying when people are like, my vision's so bad. I'm like, you can actually drive a car. (laughs) You are not classified as having a disability, which I do. So, like, to me, it is just like, okay, you can't do anything having any kind of slider in this game to make the text bigger for Mm -hmm. these, like, menus, which is so infuriating. I didn't even think, sorry, I didn't think about the contrast part, too, being so terrible but I, now that you point that out I actually really can recognize that like it is kind of hard to discern like because the colors are very similar like I just kind of hold it up closer to my face or I just don't care because I never read in games um, but I literally I did notice the other day it was like only slightly darker oh yeah it's it's so I mean I don't think a lot of people always think about good contrast and stuff like that but man like I've really appreciated the proliferation of dark mode in like a lot of app design in the last couple years because mm-hmm. 
inverted color schemes are much easier to read. Yeah. And like they're much easier on your eyes overall. So like if you're kind of feeling eye strain, this is a good a good trick is to invert your colors and then you can kind of relax your eyes a little bit. But like for someone who actually needs to do that, like I do that on my monitor a lot, especially if I'm editing long pieces and I'm just like, damn, I can't do anything about this game. This is probably the worst example I've seen, mm-hmm. I think, in a game. Even worse than God of War. God of War was small, but I was like, it's still on a TV or monitor. That's true, yeah. Like, when, so, when I've looked at the screenshots of Fire Emblem, the text seems small, like, barring whatever situation. Is it also small on the TV, like I would assume it is? Yeah. I mean, yes. But, you know, I guess your mileage may, yeah, yeah. it's small on the TV. That sucks. Uh, I guess like that's easier in the sense of like you have different sized TVs and whatnot, right? So my solution at home is honestly to play for a game like Fire Emblem. I will I play a lot of games at my desk so mm-hmm. that I can kind of get closer to a monitor. If it's like a text heavy game, that's about. Uh, I actually have my PS4 and my Switch on my desk, and so I will probably just play it at my desk. But you know, like that's very limiting. It does when you have a freaking joyous Switch. Now I can't romance boys on my commute (laughs) on the boat when I take my ferry ride I cannot romance any boys what is the point of riding the boat if you can't romance boys there exactly that's not we didn't have sleepless in Seattle for this (laughs) oh my goodness Titanic Titanic we didn't have Titanic Leo DiCaprio did not die for this can we remake Titanic as an anime yes oh my god yes um which and then it'll turn into a fire emblem game. Yes, where you three decks, three classes. Fire emblem three <laughs> decks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and you have to choose which class, like societal yeah. class oh you're my in. God. Um, it is really interesting. Hard mode is third class. <laughs> it is interesting and helpful hearing your perspective, obviously, Chelsea. Be, as someone, like, I think last week when we were talking about it, I was saying, no, I think on handheld it'll be better because you can hold it, like, closer to your face. But when you point out, like, the contrast issue and the fact that, like, you can't do anything about the actual size of the text and you don't want to, like, smash it against your face all the time, mm-hmm. it definitely makes me reconsider that more because I am blessed to not have to think about these things as much. I mean, I even tried with like, I will sometimes force wall text switch to reading glasses, which is a great thing to use when you're 35. Let me tell you. Uh, But even then I was like, holy shit, if it's too small for that, I've like done my due diligence and now it is now Nintendo's fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Nintendo, please. It, it is a very beige game, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. I mean, like they're going, they're going through a stylistic thing of something beige, I guess. Ah, let's just go back to the beautiful Persona 5's menus. Everything should oh, look God, it was also clear and contrasty. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, I hope when you get a chance to dig into the game more, if you choose to, you will enjoy it. Do you have any new Fire Emblem? Yeah, any updates? Oh, uh, so I ended up, um, I think I said this last time, but I cannot recall. I recruited the fuckboy Sylvain to my house. And originally I was like, you know what, whatever. It's easy to bring him. He loves you because you're a lady. You know what? I think I love him because he's a man. So I'm okay with him now. He's very good in battle. And at this point, I'm sort of just assessing my romantic interest in people based on their fighting abilities because I don't necessarily know anyone that well on a personality level. I'm still trying to get to know everybody, like, 
both in my house and then also outside of my house. And there's a lot of people. So um, I'm getting to the point I now can do like the tea parties where you can really get to know people and have conversations. But those are very difficult since I don't have conversations with them otherwise. Patricia posted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to. Can you explain the tea party mechanic? Because it's all I know about it is people find it hard and I don't understand what it is. so hard. So the tea party thing. Is this what Patricia wrote about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, the tea party thing is for someone's birthday, uh, you can like take them out for a tea party. You can either just give them a gift or you can like treat them to tea. Oh, my God. And it's just the two of you. And the whole point is you're supposed to have conversations. And it's sort of like a three step thing where you have three chances to make good conversation. And in each uh sort of stage, I guess, it gives you three options of conversation topics. But it like it could you basically have a one out of three chance of getting that right. And unless you have a sense of who the character is, you're not gonna get it right. And I was talking to a friend of the show, Matt Sullivan, who used to work at Vox Media, um uh, in the Miss product you, team. Matt. Yeah, I ran he's on my train all the time. We ran <laughs> into each other and I was playing it on the train, so we talked. And he was saying, like, oh yeah, I'm really anal about like getting these things right. So I would keep resetting if I wasn't giving the right response but every time he reset it would give him different prompts no he said it took him 10 times to even get like one of the same things to show up so it's really difficult because like yeah i don't know if uh flane is going to want to talk about sweets or cake or fashion wait sweets and cake are the same category like it'll be like (laughs) very similar but it's separate so it's like i don't sweets and it's like oh she wants to talk about cake and i'm like those are the same i don't know so maybe if you knew flane better this wouldn't be a problem I know. but i mean it's not like you've gotten a lot of choices to get to know flane like you're not yeah she's not in my house she's boring she says one thing and Why all she are you taking is... her to tea then because it was her birthday well, we it had was a, a nice gesture we had a good time we did have a good time and sure i had a great did. time with dora Taya who's in my house. And I don't know how, but I got all three right. Nice. And now she has a crush on me. So that is cool. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. So working on Dorotea. But I do like the fuckboy Sylvain. And so are you, can you date multiple people? I don't think you could date multiple people, unfortunately. It's not like Persona in that way. <sighs> I mean, pers- Persona, I thought, had consequences. For, five had consequences, right, if you dated multiple people? Oh, yeah. You always have consequences. Or at least in three, you did. Because uh, I definitely dated multiple people at my sister's insistence. But <laughs> <laughs> in Fire Emblem, Sorry. I kind of, she's like, date her toe. And I was like, I don't want it. In Fire Emblem, they lock you in because it's like, the ranking system, you basically can only go to S rank with like one person. Oh. And that becomes your boyfriend or girlfriend. Can I date the the time person, the beginning? <laughs> this is all I saw of the game so far. Can the I time d- person. The one that is the in the intro of the game, the beginning. The girl? The girl. Oh, I don't think so. I don't even think she's human. <laughs> hey, does it date the little girl? Me. She's Listen, not little. Folks. She's definitely Oh, the girl with the green hair. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) Hey, Allegra. Uh, Speaking of horrible things that you've talked about, uh, I want to talk about what you're fixating on this week, which seems to be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I know. So throwback to 2017. Woohoo, baby. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out. I did not buy it. <gasps> Fast forward to now, baby! And I had a real hankering for... Okay, there's a reason I didn't buy it. 
in 2017. One, I don't buy things. Two, I like to play games by myself, really. And mm-hmm. I like to play games, if I have the option to, on the go. I almost always play my Switch in handheld. But Mario Kart has never felt right to me on handheld. What? Ever. What? I've That's never, it. ever. So I love Mario what? Kart because I am a warm-blooded girl, I think. Right? No. <laughs> I think I have warm blood. I'm tired. But anyway, so I am a human and I love Mario Kart. But I've never enjoyed playing it on handheld. It just feels wrong. I feel like I need a big screen and I need to play it with another person. I don't really... I've played it by myself, but it just... Mario Kart 7 is so good. I never played it. I never played it. I just... It doesn't... My hands get all cramped. I don't know. I need to have people playing it with me. But because I'm hardly ever in that situation for myself, I was like, I don't need to buy this. But I've been at, like low-key parties lately which is really just me and like three other people and we play mario kart a lot and i'm like god you know what i love this game it's been so long i want to play this game so i was hanging out with my friend andrew who had been saying that he wanted to buy mario kart because we'd been playing a lot and i was like yo let's play mario kart and he was like okay and we went to target and we split a copy of it and wow. now we share a copy of Mario Kart and we bought some Oreos, we bought some chips, we ate some turkey sandwiches and we played Mario Kart. You for... are sharing custody of a physical cartridge yeah. of Mario Kart 8. It's a lot. Deluxe. It was great. We Edition played. We for beat... the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes. We beat every cup in the game um, over the course of however many hours we were playing for whatever, 12, 16 hours. Um, It didn't take 16 hours. (laughs) I was going to be like, okay, that's what you did instead of sleeping. It was like a Friday and a Saturday. Um, And we love it. It's a great game. But we ran into a major obstacle that I had never really noticed before as someone who had never really been able to play Mario Kart as long as she wanted, right? Ah, yes. Every cup we went into... Didn't matter how, like, the CC, didn't matter who we played as. The character Tanuki-ass Mario would be in the race, <laughs> which is Mario in the freaking Tanuki-ass Tanuki suit. Tanuki-ass Mario. Tanuki-ass oh, Mario. no. That's just regular Mario with a big tail. Sucks to your ass, Mario. Um, <laughs> it's got a little hood. <laughs> that's a Lord of the Flies reference, I think. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to nope. begin to delve so, um, Tanuki Mario, Tanuki Ass Mario, Tanuki Ass Mario would always come in the top three. He was impossibly fast. Like I don't, I wasn't paying close enough attention to see if he was always using the same card and like parachute thing, glider. But it didn't matter because he would always be like just edging us out of the top three, edging. or like <laughs> he would be edging all over, and it was. Horrible. Like Andrew and I, we were pretty evenly matched. We'd be like number one and two. And then someone would like throw a bomb or something. It's like, oh man, well, it's okay. We'll like get back. And maybe I was set back to five, like fifth place. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back into second. Tanuki Mario just comes out of seemingly nowhere and beats both of us to first in like 15 seconds. There were so many times where like there were seemingly good amounts of like space between us and the next mm-hmm. person. And then Tanuki asked Mario just came and would be first. I was like, are you literally flying in front of us? Where are you coming from? Every single time. Did like, he turn around and give you some kind of look? He like would a- just kind of like turn around and like Mario's mustache would just be twinkling in the breeze as he 
continue oh to zoom ahead. Disgusting. It was horrible. Like we were like, okay, he won't be in this one. And we wouldn't like pay close enough attention to see if he was there. And then suddenly we'd be like, wait, how are we in second and third? Tanuki Mario was there the whole time. And he won. Where was no. he this whole time? Every time. It was so, it's like, why Tanuki Mario? We were trying to understand, why him? It's very strange, because I also recently purchased Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, as you know, when we were at Pod X in Nashville, mm -hmm. so that I could play it. Yes. Um, I downloaded it on hotel Wi-Fi like a maniac, <laughs> like a person who wishes for death. You were very ambitious. Extremely so. Um, I don't, in all the times that I've been playing it alone and with folks, I don't think I have been beaten by Tanuki as Mario. Was he in like all of your races though? I don't recall seeing him. Yeah, so I've never wild. actually, don't remember racing against him ever. I think our copy is cursed. You I think what happened copy. is there are three owners of this copy. There is Allegra, there is Andrew, and then you didn't realize you entered into a pact yes. with Tanuki Suit Mario, who is the third owner of the cartridge. <laughs> he didn't pay. Why did Andrew and I pay 50% each? Tanuki Mario owes us money. You don't know. The cost may not have been monetary, but you it he was paid. spiritual. He, he put part of his soul, his life, his essence in that cartridge. That's what he paid in. And his lifeless body is being preserved eternally somewhere in some crypt. I don't know. But you, to defeat him, you are going to have to find Tanuki ass Mario's body and Ooh. kill it for good. If you die in real life, you die in the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You have to exercise your, your cartridge. Okay. That sounds plausible, actually, because I can't fathom why else. Because literally, dudes, like, the second time we powered it on, like, it had been off. Time had passed. <laughs> we turned it back on, and it still happened. No, you got to go find Tanuki Soup Mario wherever he is. You need to offer the things that he likes. Oh. Okay. What does he like? Well, I mean, what do you think if you're a man dressed as a <laughs> woodland creature? You probably like... I don't think nuts. I want to know. Nuts. Yeah, I don't know if I want to know what you like. I got a sense. I mean, uh, maybe he just wanted some of your Oreos and turkey sandwiches. Yeah, maybe. Have he's you considered? Jealous. Yeah, we didn't offer. That's true. Probably very jealous and we, hungry. Yeah, like we didn't make spirits. him a sandwich. We only made ourselves sandwiches. Well, yeah, dang. I I get it. Like you didn't know that you had a third guest. Mm -hmm. It's totally understandable. Like it's not your fault. I wouldn't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. But in the future, it would behoove you to set out a plate of cookies and warm milk for Tanuki ass Mario. So he climbed in through the chimney. Carrots and Diet Coke. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing, like, because he can climb walls in uh, Super Mario 3D World, right? That's a cat. Oh, that's the cat suit. Okay. Tanukis are. Tanukis turn to stone. They fly and turn to stone. That's the oh. that's the weird power of the Tanuki suit. Oh, so that's definitely what he's doing then. He flew in and he turned into stone and blended. Holy shit! Yeah, what if there's a spooky statue in your apartment you never noticed before? <gasps> and no, and it's Tanuki Mario playing Mario Kart with us. Yeah, Jesus. Yep. I it's, guess they're worse things. So find the totems in your house and smash them all. <laughs> the <again>. totem. <laughs> yeah. Your homework for the week. Yes, find the totems in your house, destroy them whatever way you can, um, and then come back to us next week and let us know how this is going for you. Okay. Um, I may even break my 
no playing games right now rule because I really want to go home and play around a friggin' Mario Kart and see if Tanuki S. Mario has cursed me now because you've verbally spread this yes, virus. Yes, I really, you too, Chelsea, like, please let me know if he dominates. You too, right Chelsea time. is the version of Chelsea that actually <laughs> likes the band you too and celebrates Rattling Hum Day with you me. You Chelsea is the, the Tanuki that was in your house while no. you're watching around. You too, Chelsea is, yeah, the, the, she shows up in Bono's Gunners and... <laughs> Bonnie Chelsea has fucking taste. <laughs> Whoa. I would like to say Chelsea has a very cute outfit today. She's wearing a very nice Keith Haring shirt or like it's a striped shirt with a little Keith Haring on the lapel. Little dog. Yeah. A little dog. Little and you have dog. very cute ripped jeans. Thank you. Simone is wearing an Overwatch shirt like a gamer. Wait, why is this Damn relevant? <laughs> you it's said, pretty relevant because I look like shit. What I'm saying is Chelsea has taste. So, let's segue back uh, to our third Nintendo topic of the day. Uh, Chelsea, aside from the disappointment of Fire Emblem Houses, I can't... <laughs> Fire Emblem Houses? Fire Emblem, the Farm-blum. lower decks of the, t- of the Titanic. Yeah, Fire Emblem, the third class forever. Fire uh, Emblem, that door would have fit too. Uh, you've been playing Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker 2. Super um, Mario Maker 2, Switch. which also just came out for the Switch. Yeah, so many good games. Ga- that game is blowing up all over YouTube. How how are you liking it? Oh, my God. So I have, I had a Nintendo when I was a kid, and I played a lot of Mario, but since then I've totally lost the childlike reflexes and ability to play Mario. No! It's just hard. It's hard to, like, oh, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't have any of the jump timing anymore. I do not remember how to play 2D Mario games well. Yeah. But that said, there's still Mario levels for me because the Mario 2 Maker, uh, the Mario Maker 2 uh, community is so weird and creative that I've found like lots of interesting stuff. There's like all Mm -hmm. these crazy categories of levels. Um, have you, I'm sure you may have seen on YouTube, there's like levels where people are putting music blocks everywhere. So when you run really fast, it plays a song. Mm-hmm. I've mostly seen the disgustingly hard levels. Yes. The nightmare modes. Um, I remember from the first Mario Maker seeing like people making little musical levels. Yeah, people are making musicals. I mean, I think that this one has the benefit of a lot of more stuff than the first Mario Maker and a lot bigger install base. Like a lot more people are playing yeah. this game. Um, so I played one last night called Poison Pond. And it's this like kind of slow thing and you're just swimming through it. Um, and it's just like very kind of like beautifully made underwater level and you swim through it and you go up through a pipe and then you flip. There's a lot of different like red and blue switches. There's like a huge element of this. You flip a switch and all these bombs from the airship levels start falling and basically you go down the other pipe and you've poisoned the pond. Oh no. So then you have to go through this whole thing where the, the pipe, the bombs are falling down and the color has changed and the music has changed and like they did such a cool job aesthetically making telling a story through a Mario level. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's like so many. I also did like a ski jump one and it was all sliding in your butt and doing these really cool, like they called it SSX Mario, which was cute. (laughs) Uh, I wish there was like run DMC tracks in it, but I will. Just mute it and play your own. Why not? I know. Doug Bowser. I was about to say Reggie, but Reggie's not there anymore. We can still blame Reggie. This was during his reign. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I was talking about Mario Maker and like those nightmare levels um, on my other podcast, Rocket, uh, with Brianna. And she was saying that like develop, making a level or a game that is challenging enough without being too challenging is really, really hard. 
Like it's easier to make a, a silly difficult level of Mario Maker because you know, you're just you you put more stuff in, you put more stuff in, but to make something that is that has a satisfying mm-hmm. arc to it, that's something really difficult that takes a lot of time and practice. Yes. Um actually, so I watched because I'm bad at Mario. I watched my boyfriend who's good at Mario play one of Matt uh Thorson's levels. Oh yeah. Oh god. The guy who made Celeste. It is a nightmare. Like literally every jump has to be done exactly one way and it's perfect. It's like it's a beautiful level. It took him an hour and 15 minutes to beat and oh my then god. his game didn't uh like the Nintendo network went down during that time, so what? it didn't save Stop. the clear, which no! sucks so much ass because only 0.4% of people had cleared that level. No. And I'd like watch the whole thing because it's like frustrating, but also like you're like, holy shit, you have to do like he put all of these piranha plants on little springs so that they would like bounce and so you could only make the jump arc one way. It was just like that's absolutely wild. That also that does, that sounds very difficult to create. It, it, uh, like <laughs> yes, I did start playing with the creator tools, and it's really really fun to see like how the physics in that game works. Like last night, I was putting you can you can make you can use the Lakitu cloud and give it stuff to throw out. So I could just give it th- spinies to throw out, and I started putting a row of music blocks at the bottom so the spinies would all bounce on the floor, Aww. which is kind of fucked up and I enjoyed that. Yeah. But then I found out you can put other thing other enemies into the Lakitu cloud. Yeah. So it can like throw out Goombas or something. Yeah, it can throw out Goombas or you could put like a Hammer Brother that's flying around in the cloud oh, and just God. throwing hammers onto you. Oh, oh wow. I like that. And I'm, I, that's like it's it's funny because I'm thinking back to now what you were just saying Simone about the difficulty of making a level that's hard but not impossible and yeah. then hearing you talk about making a level like my impulse is never to like figure out how it works in the hopes of like trying to make something intelligible I'm that kind of person who's like I'm gonna set it to a 15 second timer and I'm gonna put Bowser everywhere <laughs> that's the level that's the level and All it's like there's three blocks and you have to just jump from block to block and everything's on fire and everything is Bowser uh, I mean yeah, like I think that video went immensely viral. That was the one where it was all the rotating fire beams yeah. in World One One. Yeah, I saw people tweeting that that do not engage with Mario content at all, and I was like, holy shit, okay. That was an amazing video. Yeah, like, and also that level is just so well crafted because you can still beat it. It just looks like a nightmare. I don't want to try. It's no. so recognizably horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I get so stressed out watching the viral uh, Nightmare Mario clips, the Mario Maker clips. Like there, there's just something about watching somebody go through that, even if it's a clip of them succeeding. That's just like oh, I can't, I can't see this. I can't. My eyes hate this. I just have to wonder how long it took them yeah. to get to that point. I think. Ugh. Some of the coolest stuff, though, people are doing, it's just, like, lots of puzzles, lots of the red and blue blocks that I mentioned. I've seen a lot of, like, timing levels where it's, like, okay, there's a specific a specific thing that's hidden behind these blocks, and you have to jump in them a certain way, like, and unlock a puzzle. Yeah. Versus, like, doing just regular good at platforming things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it's really cool to see how, okay, this is, like, rewarding a different type of gameplay that maybe doesn't Mario doesn't traditionally reward. Yeah, have you seen anything that's very much a departure from traditional Mario, aside from, like, the narrative in that poison um, level? Lots of just, like, yeah, I, I, 
I think it's still, I mean, obviously you're still playing as Mario, but lots of like, I've definitely seen people do like kinds of like guess the right location for the things and, and mm-hmm. kind of like choose your own path levels, oh. which are really interesting. Yeah. Just like really cool stuff. People mm-hmm. are doing cool, good things with this game. I think this is like a long. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask if you think it has a lot of longevity. I think the original did, despite it being on the crap console we don't talk about. I know. People, <laughs> well, people were making, that was the one that one really famous Wii U level that was like basically like a luck machine, right? When mm-hmm. it was just like you would just have to get the right combination of things to beat the level that had, was out of your control. Yeah. Oh, miserable. I saw the other, like the one with uh, the Yoshi moral choice where you could either ride a Yoshi and leave it, uh, j- jump and then abandon the Yoshi to fall, but you make it across the gap. Or you go through a door and enter a, like a realm of spinning planes. Oh yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> Jesus. It's like no, I'd rather let the Yoshi die instead of going through all these spinning blades. Never mind. <laughs> the Yoshi will be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a game, you guys. There's plenty of them. No one's going to miss it. <laughs> well, I think that that is our show this week. It's kind of a short one, um, and I apologize for that. I um, Simone's s- fault. It is my fault. I started, uh, I'm stage managing a play, um, and I'm very tired. <laughs> That's so cool. Can you tell us about the play, or do you don't want to give us Yeah, I can tell you info? about the play. Um, so there's a theater company here in New York called Hamlet Isn't Dead, and they're putting on all of Shakespeare's plays in chronological order. Wow. Yeah. And we are on Troilus and Cressida now. So I saw their Hamlet. They actually, they, they made it up to Hamlet in spring, and I went and I saw that, and I was like, hell Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I, I know the director of the play, so I actually auditioned, um, I did not get a part, but I am now stage managing the show, uh, which is really exciting for me, and it's an all-woman production, uh, so the, the whole cast, uh, is women, and it is happening in September, September 5th through 21st. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, um, it's really, we had our first rehearsal yesterday and it went really freaking well. And I'm super, super pumped to be part of this show. Yay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your updates. Another show. Yes. <laughs> I have so many shows. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of like making my life. Um, it's actually very freeing. I feel very freed by it because I don't have time to really see anyone or do anything until the end of August. Like Allegra and I were trying to make plans to see Oklahoma and there was like a window that I can do on the last day of August. But other than that, like on work days, I'm working and then I have rehearsal from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I can't do anything and it makes me really happy because I I don't want to fucking make plans. And so that you're just, you don't have to think about anything and make any choices. Yes, uh, I love this. It's going to be great. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited to not do anything except work for the next month, except that I am going on vacation next week. So oh, uh, bye, guys. <laughs> yay. Yay. Okay, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Polygon Show. If you liked it, you should totally leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, because that helps other people find the show, and then we thrive and grow. Which is what we like to do. It's nature. I think it's the laws of nature. We have to grow exponentially until we explode. So on that note, this has been The Polygon Show. Polygon Show.